0: Traveling
1: the vortex We've joined the master, or is it the doctor, as they travel the vortex and arrive at Episode 520? It's been a long time since we drove a manual. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Pretty good. I am,
2: uh, weary. <laughs> Planet
1: Comic Con take it out of you?
2: Planet Comic Con took it out of me. How was it? Uh, it was fun, <clears throat> as, as as usual. A good turnout, and we, uh, of course, stayed back in our, our back of house duties, so we didn't uh, see or interact with much, <laughs> but got to, got to, you know, hobnob with the stars, and, uh. Spoke with Spencer Wilding, who was there, and he remembered us from uh, oh. our interview at TopCon. Passes on his love to everyone, ah. and uh, picked up a couple autographs. And all in all, it was a, a pretty uh, pretty cool pretty cool weekend. Just just tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Wednesday, and if you're still tired from it, it must have been a big weekend. Definitely got my step my steps in (laughs) (laughs) spent way more money than I should have. Surprisingly did not, uh, it was the first time we came back with no artwork, uh, or commissions or really any extra autographs. And the, we came back with three that we planned on. Uh, but I spent way more than I should have on root beer mugs. So, you know, there was that on root beer mugs. Yeah. There's a company called wild bills. <clears throat> and uh they, they've been uh, to a couple of different cons that i've been to now and they offer a deal where if you buy their mug you get free refills during the run of the con and then you bring the mug back to the next event they do and it's like i don't know seven bucks and you get free refills at that one and i'd kind of been thinking about it and i finally decided to pull the trigger so i bought everybody a mug and a straw and a lid and by the time we were done with the root beer pass, it was like, I don't know, 200 bucks. I don't like to think about that part of it. <laughs> um, but, but as Mel pointed out, we never have to buy the mugs again. And they're they're double walled, so they keep everything cold. And uh, they had a, I don't know, there's like nine different flavors that they have. There's an orange and a sarsaparilla and a root beer and a, a blackberry and a vanilla and all kinds of stuff. It was really good stuff. You know, you guys know me. I'm a connoisseur of root beer. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was worth it. Mm-hmm. Nice. What about you guys? What'd you do? Didn't go to Comic-Con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, what'd you do?
0: Oh, a uh, lot of nothing. We haven't really done anything. Um, I uh, picked up started watching uh, Marvel's Runaways again, trying to get everything shored up that uh, I haven't finished that is, at least for now, considered MCU. <laughs> Uh, and 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 shortly will be again, I suppose, after next week. But um, and then uh, we're we just caught up on Moon Night tonight. So what okay, happens next pretty week? It.
2: Multiverse That's of Madness. Oh, is that next week already? Yeah, next t- oh, uh,
0: Thursday. I guess is technically sneak night. Friday's opening.
2: I'm a little
1: behind. Yeah, it's almost May. Keith, we you didn't did? do anything either. Yep. Just normal week. Been busy
0: All right, well, I guess let's move on to our reviews.
1: Hearts of Darkness. Your mission is straightforward. Find
0: the Doctor. Stop the Doctor. And, if necessary, kill the Doctor.
1: From Big Finish Productions...
0: The War Master, Hearts of Darkness.
2: So, what'll it be? I'm going to the Lehar system. Whoa, no, no one goes to Lehar. If anyone can get you there and back, it's me. How did you get aboard my ship? Uh, I was kidnapped. And this is how you show your gratitude, by stealing. I ain't never thieved nobody, I'd rather die. Right, well, if you insist. Destruction can be so much more thrilling than creation, don't you think? My city is burning. Yeah, and it's doing it beautifully. <laughs> Look at the colours. That's Madame Elder.
1: <laughs> who's she with? An old friend of mine.
0: Where are they going?
1: They're not going. They're coming here to the castle. Whatever you're doing here, whatever
0: you're planning to do, it ends tonight. Is that so? Big Finish. We love stories. Yeah, I quite enjoyed this. I quite enjoyed this whole box set.
1: (laughs) Yes, I would agree.
0: I think it's one, too, that I I feel like, uh, instead of breaking them up into four different stories, which they are, I really sort of feel like it's this, to me, feels like one big, epic story. Um, And there's really... Go ahead. There's really no way to kind of break it down without leading one right into the next one because I think they all really kind of just continue to build on each other and it doesn't even really feel like a break in acts. It's just, you know, it's almost like a uh television story where you've got a cliffhanger at the end of each one. So
1: Yeah, it definitely. And uh, Big Finish agrees cause they did not provide synopses for oh, each episode. For each it's a box set. Well, there you go. So although the cast does t- to rotate out per episode, aside from you know the main characters, and even then, episode three, all the other supporting cast is gone, and it's just the two mains and new supporting cast, and then the others kind of come back in and finish it off. But it's well, who it says the... not everyone will survive, and who... almost only one like one guy from the first story even lives.
0: Who were the oh 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 the uh, the 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 woman that uh her daughter gets kidnapped and yeah that's right i was thinking who did they add i didn't remember any additional characters <laughs> but yeah i forgot about those two
1: yeah and uh, the master's lucky oh yeah
0: yeah yeah that's probably the only one that sort of felt standalone ish but not even that so much because that, that one is our setup to where we are at some kind of our flashback to kind of catch us up because i I i'll i'll say right now when we started i really enjoyed this story but when i first started listening to it i kept thinking that while this is a different approach to the master He, he isn't really acting like the master but he is the master of deception so he may just be playing a very naive con or a very naive long game here but he would just wasn't feeling quite the same. And I thought, Oh, the, the writers of this are really trying their best to make me sympathize with and, and make me, uh, actually like, and be a little more endeared to the master. And so, but I kept thinking, okay, you know, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Um, never, never thinking what is ends up being revealed, but I just had it in the back of my mind that this just doesn't really feel like the master here. Now, I sort of figured it out before they even did the big reveal. Um, And it was just almost right before he started saying, you know, stop calling me the master because at that point I kind of thought, "Hmm, I wonder if maybe this is the doctor and they've somehow switched brains. And then that is what it ends up turning out to be. But um, I thought the gathering of the uh, characters in this one was, was neat. I liked uh, actually we get, uh, a couple of our yeah our initial characters get dispatched after that first story as well but i like the little ragtag team that he puts together in order to get the uh one guy's ship uh out of the uh was it captain morsky gets the yeah. get his ship out of the impound and so they have to get the the gal that's the um gelatinous uh, species. So she could fit through the things. And, and of course the, the kid or the young guy, uh, cricket, he's, you know, they're sort of as the, the gopher, I, I suppose, because he's the one that has the connection to get, uh, uh, well, he sets the master up with the captain. And then he also has connections with the girl that was on the refuge ship with him, which turns out to be the, uh, the gelatinous girl I, uh, Ilya, who, uh, is the one that they need to kind of squeeze through the the tight spaces. So um, I like the setup to this. It was really kind of neat and uh, it was kind of a, a fun adventure. What's, what's going to happen next. They have to have this big kind of almost uh, oceans 11 heist <laughs> set up in order to get into this place and it almost gets thwarted, but they end up getting out of there and uh, it was, but that was very
1: exciting. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a fun heist story and they were able to really mask the lack of master wanting to kill people, with the fact of you know well we can't do that because it's gonna raise alarms etc cetera, etc. Cetera. And so I thought they they did that part really well because uh, I never suspected anything. It wasn't until like episode two when I started questioning why was the master kind of being not necessarily squirmish but at least more. Likely to preserve life than normal. Yeah. yeah. I think that's and about when so, I started figuring it out too. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was like you, I didn't, I didn't see it coming until they actually revealed it. Um I like the captain that they introduced captain Morsky. I, although the whole time, I don't know about you guys, but I thought he sounded just like, um, Oh, now I'm going to blank on his name the guy from Highlander. And he has also done voices in rebels and Clancy Brown. Like, yes. He sounded just like Clancy Brown. Oh, is that <laughs> right? I thought it was at first? Hmm. Okay, good. I'm not the only one. <laughs> I was just, and I know he was doing an American accent, but even, yeah, the characterization of the, the captain was fantastic. The acting of the captain was fantastic. It, just, I, I like this character. I want more of this character.
0: Yeah, he was good. He was really good. And I completely believe that he was American. He had a, a very good American accent. Um, yeah. A, a, as it went on, it was a characterization, but the accent was still really good.
1: Which we've seen that actor before on the show, but, you know, he didn't talk a lot.
0: Oh, who was he on the show?
1: He was like the first person to become a ghost in the Under the
2: uh, under the lake. Oh, okay. Or beneath the lake or whatever. Yeah. I really liked this one. <clears throat> I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the heist elements. Um, the, you know, master assembling a team. Um, the characters on that team were, I thought, uh, enjoyable and pretty well fleshed out. And I honestly would have been very okay with more of them. I was a little bummed when Half the crew died at the end of the, <laughs> the, the episode. <laughs> I was like, "Ah, I guess we're not going on to the next episode, huh? Um, but I was glad Morsky made it. Um, I did not pick up on the master not being the master until the reveal. And even then, I thought he was lying, Be- you know, because he's the master. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, way to save your skin. Uh-huh, sure, right. Um. And they gave it a very plausible, you know, well, it's in my future. That hasn't happened to me yet. And it's like, oh, okay. You know, that's why he doesn't remember her. But, um, yeah, no, it, it was uh, it was just a fun episode. And it it hit a lot of, I don't know about this, it hit a lot of really well done notes that made the adventure segments work. Like I could completely visualize this compound and how it was mm, set up yeah. and the, um, you know. Getting in and the vents and the ducts and the bulkhead doors closing and this uh, retracting space ramp and it, it just it just everything really really well set up. Um, Morsky um, kind of sort of reminded me of uh, he's kind of a Han Solo type character with uh, maybe a little less morals. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I had trouble not envisioning the Millennium Falcon when they blasted off of that. (laughs) that Um, But no, this this one was just, it was, it was just a, a kind of a joyous romp to go on this grand adventure and, and roll through it. Yeah. They did
1: a really good job executing the, Ocean's Eleven style heist aspects of it because yeah I'm with you I could totally picture it as they were doing it and it's a great way to you know balance it when you can't visualize visually see what's going on of them you know you can almost imagine them doing it as they're describing it since they are actually describing it so it it works really well in an audio medium to do it like Ocean's Eleven
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and of course that gets us to the next one with the uh, Scaramancer. Which I liked as well, too. I think that this one uh, gives us a good introduction of the Scaromancer. Um, This pirate woman who's uh, leading a ragtag team, and then she recognizes the master from her childhood, introduces um, uh, the, I want to say assassin. She wasn't an assassin. She was a, um, oh, she was a hired, I I guess she was a hired, hit but uh who was deidre dorada 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 that's it thank you um although she's kind of shuffled in and then shuffled back out quickly and so i didn't feel like we got enough information about her but she ends up being one of the constants through this one so we get reintroduced to that and then Mm -hmm. um uh This one, this was probably, I liked it, but this was probably my least favorite because I really kind of felt like this was more of the, we're we're getting, you know, the, the, the Scaramancer has this problem with uh, the master because of him separating her from her, from her sister. And, you know, there was, there was so much character building here that had to get us to the rest of the story that i just kind of felt like it just kind of drummed along there wasn't a lot of action or a lot lot going on in this story um so i i felt that this kind of dipped down after we had the fun heist but i appreciated it for what it was having to do to set us up to kind of advance further into the rest of the box set yeah it
1: it is kind of the the setup and the development of the characters, which I thought they did a very good job developing the characters, making you care about the Scaramancer when you really shouldn't. Because right. so you know, she's a pirate trying to take over their ship, and then you know, kind of introducing Dorada and introducing that element of, well, I've been hired to take this thing to the doctor. You know, you think she's doing a good things, and it, of course, winds up not being that case. But it's a lot of interesting character development and hints and. Somewhat backstory of the, not only just the master, but the fact that this isn't actually the master.
2: Yeah, yeah. I agree. I really enjoyed the Scaromancer as a character. <clears throat> um, she, she was a strong character and um a very interesting one. And I again, you, I mean, you guys have kind of said it that the, it was very kind of front loaded with this character development. And as a result, the overall plot kind of suffered a little bit. Um, but it was gearing up toward the reveal, which I guess if you had figured out early, you probably were a little disappointed with. Um, it definitely felt like a detour to go into so much of, 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 of the scaramancer and, and, and what her deal was. Um, and the pirate threat they're dispatched so easily because of this uh, pulse wave energy defect that they've got Um, that almost felt unsatisfyingly resolved. It was, it was a very doctor who, Oh, I fixed it. And and we move on, Um, but Dorada was another one that I kind of felt like, man, I could have used more with her. Because she was a very interesting character as well. She had a great introduction, (laughs) suddenly, which I don't know that we ever really got how she got on the ship.
0: No, she's just kind of there. (laughs) She just kind of was there.
2: I don't know, did she stow away? Did she? uh, she... Like on the whole, almost, it seems. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she was in K deck when it was on fire. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay. Um, You know, so I was kind of wondering if we were going to get, you know, did she trans mad end is it a time ring was it a you know how did you how did you show up doesn't matter she's here um and she also was a very interesting character just didn't quite get enough of her backstory to really wet my whistle as it were yeah um but um so we're kind of setting up a a new crew uh for further on in the story and then just when we kind of get to the point where it's like okay well we're going to get down to this planet and we'll you know we'll We'll figure out what's going on. Oh, here's the reveal. I'm not actually the master. I'm the doctor. He switched bodies with me, and it ends. And then we get this flashback episode. And there was a part of me that was like, uh, because it had just gotten to the point where it was getting good. Like, I I felt like, okay, now we can get back into the swing of things now that you've established some new crew for us. And now I have to stop. And... (laughs) go and listen to well how did we get to this point but at the same time the reveal was so good i felt and so shocking that i was like well okay i do want to know how we got to this point so i'm (laughs) i'm I'm willing to roll with you a little bit longer in episode three but yeah i I enjoyed this one i thought it was probably maybe just a step down from the first episode i don't i'm not as harsh on it as glenn is but i you know just, just just a step down I, re- I, I think it definitely redeems
1: itself in the reveal and yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it makes you go, Oh wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And, and and, to, yeah. And to
0: to be fair, it wasn't, I it's not like I figured this out long before the reveal. It was that leading up to it. I'm, I was starting to get suspicious and then the reveal confirmed it, you know, it was kind of the, the aha confirmation. So I was equally as satisfied with the reveal because it was a, a, uh, um, it was a confirmation that oh I was I was going down the right path with this. This isn't this isn't everything that it seems. So yeah, I I thought the enjoy, the the reveal was just amazing. Um, I think that the, I think that's why I didn't enjoy this one as much is because I I would agree with what Sean was saying is I think uh there's a There's a nugget of a story there with Dorada and the Scaramancer both. Now, the Scaramancer, they really had to kind of hold back her character because of what happens later. But I think Dorada, I really was like you. I just kind of felt like they needed to explore that character and give me a little bit more on this, you know, gun for hire. Uh, reasoning why she how she got onto the ship what she's you know what she was doing there why why she's in this room when the the, the room's on fire and and you know was she already on the ship Was she stowing away waiting i mean th- there was no indication that they were going to break in i would have liked to have learned that she had been spying on the master the whole time and w- was listening in and hearing the plan and just kind of positioned herself where she needed to be by the time they stole that ship would have made a lot more sense. But
1: Yeah, that would have made more sense. Because we really don't get any sort of explanation whatsoever.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And even a dropped line or two in the first episode that I think were being followed would have yeah, paid right. off a little bit for, yeah. for that. So. absolutely.
0: Um and then I think that I I was kind of the same way. My my first initial thought was, oh, now we got to go back and hear the backstory. But then the reveal was so exciting that I thought, yeah, I want to, f- I want to know why we're here and how <laughs> we got to this point. Why is the bat, ma- the doctor in the master's body and presumably vice versa. So. Yeah. Oh, and for me, I,
1: I was re- very excited to go on and hear what was going to happen because as much as the stories thus far had been enjoyable, it felt very run of the mill. Yeah, And so far, none of the War Master stories have been run-of-the-mill. They've yeah. always been unique and different. And this is the thing that the, <laughs> makes this story unique and different. And now I'm really excited to continue listening to it. Then all of a sudden, there was a hook. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
2: This
0: episode of Traveling the Vortex is sponsored by Audible.
2: They have audiobooks, they have novelizations, and they have Big Finish. So you can go and try it for free. Here's how simply go to audibletrial.com slash travelingthevortex. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash travelingthevortex. Sign up for a free one-month trial and dip your toe in Big Finish, and then you will be like us and know what all the hype is about.
0: Again, that's audibletrial.com slash travelingthevortex. Sign up today.
2: So, what'd you guys
1: think of the backstory of how we got there?
0: It's a almost kind of a, a Frankenstein tale, um, but it yeah. gets it obviously gets more complex than that. It uh, the work up to you know this this castle and its history on this planet, and uh, the the Doctor being there to. You know, I think he was he was following a hunch, or was or or was led there, or something. I can't remember exactly why he was there. I know that he was hunting. He was looking for the master.
1: And he was following the master's time signature. That's
0: right. That's right.
1: So he's on the hunt. He essentially, fell in the master's trap. Right.
0: Right. Well, and, and which was you know, that was another thing that I thought uh, was a clever build up and reveal that the Doctor doesn't too easily fall into traps, although sometimes conveniently that he does, but for the most part he doesn't, but I, th- calls yeah, it. but I thought that this one, <laughs> this one was a satisfying, uh, setup for why he naive was very naive going into this because the doctor or the, I'm sorry, the master did really have a, a concocted a better plan in order to draw him in. So I, I thought that worked really well in the thread of this. And, uh, so, but I like the journey from you know the doctor uh, being a threat to this this village of people, and then having to convince her that you know he's actually a good guy, he has nothing to do with the daughter's disappearance, uh, and then convincing her to take him to this castle where he's going to help you know free her, free her daughter, uh, and of course then the daughter having or the master having the daughter held hostage because she is a descendant of this time lord that had created this uh, oh what was it the the spatial displacement whatever blah 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 techno babble they used to to call it um where he was going to be able to put let's see if I understand this right he was going to be able to put his mind into the hive mind of the Daleks right it was the ultimate goal yes. and in turn then use the that
1: had his body
0: right, and he was going to use that to his advantage, but not in order to help the Time Lords. As though this wasn't like they had set him up to do this, but this was kind of all his plan to take advantage of the Time War, and then it would be a disadvantage to the 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 the, the uh, Time Lords as well as he was would be able to utilize the hive mind of the Daleks in order to kind of take over everything. So. <laughs> Uh, So I liked the, I liked the scheme. I liked the plan. Um, It was interesting that the the brain swap thing could have felt cheap because we've sort of already had the master and the doctor in sort of this surreal mind area in the previous story that we heard uh, when, when they had the the rage and they were having to combat the rage because they had been sort of Mm -hmm. absorbed into the same mind being. But This one, it could have easily been a, oh, this feels like a retread, but I think they did a good job of it. But I think that's because it's part of this ultimate plan for the master to use the doctor's uh, disguise and persona in order to, you know, move on and further, further into this plan. So it was pretty neat. I really, this is where I think its strongest point is as far as it's ramping up and you can really feel like it's going somewhere at this point. As you said, it it steps away from that run-of-the-mill story and really becomes something quite, you know, remarkable.
2: Yeah. I loved the Frankenstein references, um, including giving the master an Igor. (laughs) Um, I I thought that was quite clever. Um, I was less enthused with the, oh, we're going to get some horses and we're going to ride across the mountains. And it's like, Dude, you have the TARDIS. It's a short hop. You know he doesn't do well at short hops. But by this stage, he has done them. So yeah, he the doctor, he's he, gotten a little bit better at it. He's got. The he also thought he to... was sneaking up on him.
0: Yeah, that was that's what I was going to say. Is I think it, it was a sneak tactic, and also he didn't. I thought there was a drop a line where he didn't eat. He, he said something about he couldn't. He, it wouldn't be able to have his TARDIS near the Master without giving himself up. Or without giving, oh, did him, he say it? Yeah, there's there's something without giving up his uh, sneaking in or the the element of surprise that if he had the TARDIS too close. So there's there is something early on that indicates that, or at least indicated it to me.
2: Okay, as long as there was a drop line, I I, I was kind of wondering why we didn't at least get that. I because was okay it. with it. If they'd given me that, I'd have been fine with it, but I I must have missed that. I really, another bit that I kind of wanted was he he lands, he steps out of the TARDIS, he gets arrested. Yeah. (laughs) Like, boom. And I, I kind of was like, I wanted, I wanted to hear Paul McGann say, oh, come on, this has got to be a record even for me. Because <laughs> it it's kind of the thing, you know, is, you know, the doctor standing over a dead body. I just got here. But, you know, that was quick. And uh, I had to laugh at it. It was like, we're not even going to acknowledge it. We're just going to, oh, okay. They carted him off already. <laughs> um, the plan with this, um, I, oh, here's another thought. I would like somebody to tackle this. doesn't necessarily have to be us. It could be one of our listeners. I'm curious to know if the Time Lord um, classes, houses, what were they? Like the uh, and factions. the Factions. The factions. Do you think that there is a, oh, Harry Potter-esque element to these? where there's one house that produces a predominant number of rogues? <laughs> because it seems like we have we, we, we keep being introduced to these Time Lord scientists that went on and created these abominations and were exiled and kicked off planet. And I would be curious to know if they all came out of the same house. Like, are they all Slytherins?
0: Well, there is faction paradox, but I don't think that our run-of-the-mill rogues come out of that, but The the Faction Paradox is a house full of uh, cults and criminals, so. Oh, see? There there could be others, I suppose.
2: I'm just curious if they've ever established who, you know, who who these other guys belong to. I'd, I'd be curious if there was, like, you know, is there a group photo in the panopticon of, oh, the... The purples are all bad color. That's, that's, we, don't, we don't talk about them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just struck me as a thought. But um, so this 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 uh, this <clears throat> master plan uh, to uh, utilize this time lord. I was kind of shocked that the, uh, the, the 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 time lord kind of gave it to him as easily and quickly as he did. Yeah. Uh, for somebody who was uh, reportedly as uh, brilliant and ruthless uh, as, as this guy was reported to being, he just kind of like, "Oh, I'm dead, and I came back, and you're the one that brought me." Okay, well, this is how you do it. I trust that you won't leave me, uh, you know, in limbo. You'll actually go ahead and you know turn it off. And okay, thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> uh, Although the
1: master does make some very large promises, and it's not the master's necessarily the master that stops it from happening the doctor right. interferes and right. keeps the uh transition from finalizing so yeah. I think the master was would have actually gone through with it I,
0: I would agree because he does have that admiration for the time Lord I mean it's it's established that early on that that by the doctor that uh, the master was very much fascinated by uh, this guy now granted it was because he wanted the device that he had. But I also got the impression that he still had a lot of respect for the guy and would have honored that had, as Keith said, the doctor not stepped in and and canceled that transfer.
2: Do you think? Yeah. I mean, knowing what we got in the previous episode about... Oh, I'm going to take you and not save your sister, even though I could, just because it'll drive you nuts. And then well, I'm going to replay that again <laughs> times because I'm a sadistic I jerk. I think th- that's one, that's one the <laughs> thing that
0: these stories have done uh, is they have made the do- the master exceptionally cruel. I mean, and now we've had cruel master before, but these stories really establish him as a very cruel, for no good reason, individual. So, yeah, yeah I, I mean, it, it like certainly would off, not be upon, it certainly would know. not be a surprise had he double crossed this guy. But I'm with I'm with Keith. He had given enough promise to the guy to convince me, at least on the very least, that 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 the guy was OK with going through with the plan that the, the, the master had presented. So I didn't have a problem with him being very wishy washy, like, oh, I'm back. OK, just don't send me back into the void.
2: Hmm. Okay. I w- I was just kind of because because that that to me was in line with the master's cruelty level to be like yeah no problem just give me what I want thanks appreciate it click oops yeah yeah <laughs> no I, like I say had that been the intention
0: I w- I would not have been surprised but they didn't they no. didn't really give us an indication that that's what's happened because it is the doctor that steps in and and cancels the.
1: And who knows what else the master could have wanted to get out of this guy, too. Right, right. I'm sure there was a lot more that he could have gotten aside from a location of where the cognition shift is.
0: Cognition shift. (laughs) That's what it is. I could not remember what it was.
1: I mean, and that's the whole reason he brings it back, so he can find out where it is. I'm sure he would have loved to learn more about it instead of spending however long he did on that planet. So I'm sure, you know, it could have worked to his benefit, more had the doctor not interfered. Yeah. On the other side of that coin, I know I'm arguing against what I just said. He knew the doctor was coming and was planning for it, so maybe he did anticipate the doctor, and he's interfering and stopping it from happening. And then his hands are free. Of well, it's not my fault. Well,
0: maybe, but the the master does seem uh, caught off guard with how quickly. Uh, the doctor does that and is caught by was at least indicate is it's indicated that he's caught off guard by the timing of that. So I don't know That's that he true. I don't know that he had it planned that precisely.
2: So here's here's another one. Now I understand that we're not necessarily getting the entire time war with the the, the big finish stuff here. That they're still room for other adventures. But it seems to me that in, in, in there, there's there been a shift compared to the earlier stories that we've listened to with the War Master where he actually was pretty gung-ho for the war effort and that he was working to stop the Daleks. Granted, his methods may have been unconventional. Oh, and this po- would stop the Daleks, too. And possibly cruel. But, you know, he, he was working with the time lords to 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 fight the war. And this set of stories in particular, it does seem like there's a shift. Now, well, this and actually the last one as well with the rage because both of these plans while yes would have targeted the daleks also would have had side benefits of leaving him in charge of everything (laughs) right
0: yeah no he's he's he has for the most part had his own motives too yeah
2: so do do we think this is even even the
0: mission yeah even the mission that he does for the time lord's lane that basically that uh Ood planet, not Ood planet, but that planet that the the mining planet. yeah. By by leaving that pretty much barren and untouchable, he's still getting something out of that because that's how he obtains his fob watch that he's looking for. So,
1: You're the only I got the impression the only reason he did that was so he could get the fob watch.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying.
1: Hmm. So I don't I don't know if while well, he was. I don't know if I have ever really thought he was gung ho for the I mean, war. Maybe "gung ho" is not the right word. To I, I, use like for he to wasn't locked in step. Yes, I'm going to fight this time more. It's more of I'm going to try to take it. Uh, from what advantage we've listened to, it's more yeah. of I'm going to try to take advantage of it where I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My 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 allegiances may align with the Time Lords temporarily, but yeah. that's just because
2: I want something. You could so even we don't. Think you could that even at this point he's run away yet.
0: Right. No. 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 Not at no, all. No, no. And okay. you could you could even argue that him being in that parallel universe and in, in the unit story was well, you know look quote looking for possibilities, um, <laughs> uh, you know could have been him looking for a way to also take advantage.
2: Hmm. Okay. i was just curious to know if if we felt there was a. Disconnect there yet?
0: No, I will say that I'm curious about why the placement on this one on the timeline that we're going by, because I I I sort of wonder if it has to do with the fact that the last interaction was with the Eighth Doctor, so it felt natural to have a a second interaction with the, the Eighth Doctor right away. But it almost feels like there should have been a little bit of distance put between these because we had just had that story where the master and doctor albeit forced to work together did have sort of that reminiscing that uh, it's a it's a little more downplayed the the gravity of the master's meddling and so this one seems to be ratcheted up almost too much that I feel like we should have maybe a and we do get a pacer with the the unit story don't get me wrong but It feels like we should have had maybe a little more of a pacer between these. I guess when we listen to Antigenesis, maybe it will make more sense why this is placed where it's at. But um, I really kind of questioned the placement of this one because it really felt like it should have been distanced a little bit further from uh, the last one. And I I really don't think we're going to even get, maybe eventually we'll get the uh, lead up to the Master Running and hiding, and maybe that's the second part of the box set that we haven't finished because I don't believe we finished the first. We've not
1: started the first one. Yeah, so I'm wondering the next week.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering if that one maybe will lead into the uh, master running off to hide uh, at the end of the universe, Uh, particularly because I think they probably did that set to kind of tell that story. And then it was such a success or Jacoby was having such a good time that it was easy to get him back. So now they're kind of doing in between stories as well. I don't know. Uh, Like I say, like I say, we'll, we'll find that on, I think when we get back around to the first box set again,
1: well, even it looks like just doing a quick little scan of the TARDIS wikia page. Um, They put the two box sets next to each other too.
0: In this order though? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay.
1: Callus, although it I think it does Where is... Because in release Kallus, it would have been
0: callous, anti uh generous <laughs> antigenesis and then Hearts of Darkness.
1: Well there would have been Oh rage. rage. I'm sorry,
0: Rage. Yeah, yeah, Rage is in there. Sorry.
1: I'm trying to see where Rage is in this. I'm sorry, it would have been it, Rage it definitely...
0: It would have been Rage, then antigenesis, then then uh, Hearts of Darkness. Because Anti-Genesis is, is box set four. Rage is three. This one's five. Uh, Master of Callus is two. Yeah, I guess we haven't even got to the first one, have we? You're right. We did one... Yeah, we... we... Did one one, or we'll do one one, I guess, coming up, won't we? And then we, yeah, I guess we come back around to box that one. Well, regardless, (laughs) yeah. I think I'm thinking of the uh, Gallifrey time war ones that we started. Yeah, yeah, we started and stepped away from because she summoned the Master at the end of the second story.
2: So, how about that finale?
0: (laughs) Somebody else start.
2: I'll go. I, I Like I said, overall, I thought this was a really good Um the, the, the first one for me is still the highlight. The second one's just a step down. I enjoyed the backstory immensely. The third one is probably for me where it falters. Or the fourth one, pardon me, the last one. <clears throat> the story itself is okay. The performances are great. And I give full props to both Jacoby and, and McGann for playing these kind of mirror versions of themselves uh, of of their normal characters, because that's got to be both fun and terrifying to get a script and go, Oh, I'm actually playing the master in this one. Mm. You know, that's going to be different. And how am I going to approach that? And, you know, there's, there's a little thought process I imagine that had to go into that. Yeah. And because you, you can't ham it up to the point, because obviously the script calls for you to act a certain way. You have to be pretending to be this other character, even though you are this character. Yeah. Um, and it's not until the midway point when McGann really starts to cut loose. And then he does kind of go over the top evil. Yeah. Uh, but it was deliciously evil to, yeah. to kind of hear him. It was kind of mm-hmm. chilling.
0: I think if uh, I, I think terrifying is probably a, a little too much of a word because I think these if if it were anybody but these two very well established actors then yeah I probably would agree, but I think both of these guys being such capable actors probably looked at that and just were excited with the idea of oh I get a little bit of a uh, a switch around and, and let's see what I can do with
2: this. So. Challenging, maybe. Challenging,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll give you that, yeah, challenging.
2: But um, so they 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 get top marks for that, and uh, you know Jacoby reining it in, Uh, and and, you know all all of that stuff. Um, The story itself falls apart for me on two levels. Um, One, the master plan here is okay. I'm going to transfer my consciousness into the Dalek net and become all the Daleks. Okay, so we're essentially redoing the end-of-time plot. Yeah. We've seen it. Um, it, It's got a couple of nifty caveats to it that, well, we can't do this because then the Daleks are going to do this, and, you know. But still, we've seen it. And then there's the, you know, in order for the master to be cruel, oh, I'm going to take your body, and then I'm going to put <laughs> your brain in the body of this bird. Okay. More of that cruelty. That that, 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 that kind of sucks, but okay, cool. And then our hapless crew <laughs> comes in. Oh, look at this poor bird in a cage. Here you go. Do you want out? And the bird flies away. Yeah. Now... I don't know enough about how this works because they didn't give us much on it. But if Dorada's brain is in the bird, wouldn't she have enough control to not fly off? Yeah, stick around.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: don't
1: leave out the window.
0: Right,
2: right. I, I thought the same
0: thing. I And I had almost hoped, or, or actually I almost expected... That there would be a resolution to that—that she—that they would find her—that she would return after all of the, uh, you know, the 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 climax and everything that had happened—I sort of expected us to come back around to that. And then when we didn't, I thought, "Huh. All right. Well, Dorada's just out there flying around somewhere."
2: <laughs> I mean, and 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 maybe it was just me with my, you know, because I really enjoyed Dorada's character. That was uncool and extremely unsatisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it was, it was an ending that that character didn't deserve. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, occasionally you get a come and for a character and you're like, yeah, uh, I don't know what bad things that she did, but I don't think she deserved that. Yeah. Um. There's also this question of, I mean, so it's her brain in the body of a bird or her mind. She know how to fly it's it, just an it, instinct yeah i think well, well that's yeah. what I'm, I'm i said there's so many, i have questions now I think, Did the bird plummet out the window and die instantly i, I think it, it was
0: unsatisfying out? i don't think that i would pick it apart this much but
2: there, there's no it, it really bothered me because there was a lot that i was just like wait a minute i mean it just you know, so if the instinct was there to fly, maybe the instinct overrode. Well, they never said the she she never. Flew. Okay, they never I could buy that. But. They never said she flew
0: out that window. They released her they, out that window. They just her so out I, her I out suppose if she didn't because have the instinct to fly, she plummeted into room. her death, and that's why we didn't see her again.
2: It's true. Yeah. See, and and, and that doesn't make it any better, though. No. results <laughs> The result <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> But
0: maybe that'll stop you from being pedantic here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
2: No, sir. I didn't like it. Uh So, uh, yeah, they're they're, they're just uh, that that little thing. Um, Like I said, it, 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 it just felt, I don't know, being kind of a rehash of something that we've already seen for the end of this big epic twist. I don't know, it just kind of struck the wrong uh, it sucked the it sucked the wind out of my sails there at the end. I was like, "Oh." I, really? I
0: I can sort of see where you're coming from. I think maybe on on it's on a different scale because with the master race idea, it was just a takeover of Earth. It wasn't the entire universe. And this one, he's at least his ambitions, while maybe retread are are grander because he is uh utilizing the Daleks in order to take over the universe, essentially. However, that being said, does that now mean in turn that this one didn't work? So he went to a smaller scale in later in his life and decided he was just just going to take over the earth instead of the grand scale of taking over the universe.
2: Well, that, and I think it also fits with his hubris because realistically, why would you want to be a Dalek? I mean, yeah, the unlimited power would be kind of cool, but they're not terribly would well, well, Not be very good.
0: He he. had also had a plan to preserve his own body in order to return, hadn't he? Or did I just? I think
1: that was part of the plan. I was going to
0: say, did I maybe just presume that though?
1: Because they assumed it would be in his in the Doctor's body. Yes, because that's whose body he had stolen when he was planning to do this. Right. So he was trying to forfeit the Doctor's body in and order the, to get the, back to his. The, and the doctor's
0: the doctor's mind as well as the others were going to end up in the void
1: some of this plan doesn't quite make No, sense. it, 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 <laughs> it no doesn't really and right. it, and, and, a and that's a also, plan that doesn't make a lot of sense how is he going to take over the universe just because of sheer might I well that, he doesn't really he, go into that but you No, he does
0: he this. does indicate because he says imagine my mind in the in the uh body of the ultimate machine or something that there's there's some line throwaway line of that that I presumed that that's what it was it was through my I'm I'm with you I think there's I think though there the the entire plan just seems very not only ludicrous but really kind of short-sighted And so that's what my biggest gripe of this whole story. Not so much the dissatisfaction of the fact that a character ended up in a bird it didn't get resolved. Yeah, that bothered me, but not as much as Sean. But this whole idea that the Master has set this trap for the Doctor in order to come up with this just seemed like maybe it sort of deflated itself before it got to the end. Yeah. I do like that we were able to bring it back around, that the Scaramancer recognizes not that the Doctor is who he is, but that the Master is who he is. And it's because of her experience that she recognizes which one of them is the Master. So that was kind of, it was it was almost a turn because a lot of times in these stories, well, I knew it was you, Doctor, because of, you know, Compassion or kindness or whatever, but no, it was the opposite. It was I recognized that he was the master because, and and so I liked that nice little turn that it wasn't that that typical way of recognizing our hero.
2: Yeah, there's always a uh, you know, not me, Spock, him, you know. Yeah, and and then the, the noble Kirk says, "No, you have to shoot us both." Right, and that's how you figure it out. Right, um, but but in this one, it's the Aha! Uh-huh. You're the evil one, right. uh, Yeah, I, I, th- I thought that was a clever twist.
0: I can't remember what happened to the master at the end of this one,
2: though.
1: They <sighs> he um hypnotizes a pilot. To oh, planet. that's right.
0: Yeah, that's how he gets off planet. That's right. Okay, I yeah. forgot about that. Well, he doesn't even hypnotize. Well, he-, he he does. He ends up hypnotizing him, but he ends up boarding the ship, and the and the pilot. Almost seems like, oh yeah, we're I'm going to go along with this, but then, yeah, the master then goes even further and does hypnotize hip, hypnotize him in order to uh, uh, well move on to wherever it next his next plan would be.
1: Well, he's
2: going back to to get his Tardis and then right. kill him. Right, which is another really nice, unsatisfying because after really liking this character and seeing him survive the adventure through all well, three parts that he was in. Um, and and a, a another one that we didn't quite get a thing at the, at the opening of part two, he knew who the master was because he called him out. He was like, uh, okay, Mr. Sita, how about you, we just drop it. And I know you're the master. And then they got attacked by pirates and we kind of had to drop that. But, but, but he, out wait, wait, he,
0: he found out from Durana or Dorada.
2: No, because yeah. he didn't know Dorado was on the ship.
0: Well, somebody somebody told him. Oh, no, it was the Scareman. I, I, yeah, you're right. I, I'm, thinking, I'm cross-pollinating something else. It was Scaramander that, that filled him in on. No, it was Scaramander that told him, wasn't it? It's, somebody... uh, I think
2: it
1: was before even she showed up.
0: Well, how yeah, did, before how before did she he wreck that it? That's just it. Yeah. He,
2: he just knew. He He knew something that we weren't privy to. And then we never found out how he knew that. So I was kind of hoping at the end that he would have got this, oh, you will obey me. And then we would have got a cool, no, that doesn't work on me.
0: Ah, uh, right. You know, I, yeah. I wanted
2: some kind of, for the hero, to, but no, he, he we don't get that. He's just going to hypnotize him, steal the ship, and then, you know, he's not going to pay him, and he's going to kill him. It's like, oh, man. I, I. I, I wanted a better ending for yeah, all of these no. people. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I know Not, what I, no I, more I I
0: know what I'm thinking. Scaramander filled him in on why she's after the master before the master finds out. That's that's what I was thinking. Oh, yes, about, right.
2: Yes, yes. That she
1: did. I I like the added little twist of the knife at the end of would, you know, the master was out there as the doctor committing all sorts of heinous crimes with yeah. his face. <laughs> yeah, right. And, you know, do the, you uh, think the repercussions that we could potentially
2: see in Big Finish because of that? I am. Do you think maybe that, that cool. ties in with that uh that supercomputer? Oh yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> the one that was trying to kill him. <laughs> yeah. On 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 the starliner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, most mostly good. Just just tripped a little bit right there at the finish.
0: Do you collect Doctor Who? Do you have Doctor Who items and you don't know you collect Doctor Who? For all things in the Doctor Who collecting world, tune in to the Doctor Who Collectors Podcast, a Direction Point Network podcast. I am Larry Van Rosbrugen, your host, and I have been collecting Doctor Who for 40 years. With popular features like collection protection and the most outrageous offer, we have a lot of fun. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Traveling the Vortex, a Direction Point Network podcast. What do we got coming up on the
2: schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule, more Big Finish, more War Master, specifically Anti-Genesis than the previous box set will be next uh, for more stories. Uh, And then after that, we're going to do Only the Good Beneath the Viscoid, which is Warmaster 1, Story 1. And then two Gallifrey stories uh, from the first Time War set, which we'd listened to the first two. Now we'll listen to the last two, which is The Devil You Know in Desperate Measures. And then after that, we go to Gallifrey Time War 2. We'll do all four of those stories. And then jump back to the War Master for all four stories of Killing Time, which is from the War Master box at six. So jumping back and forth hither and yon, still in Act One of the Time War.
0: I'll be sure to check out our website, travelthevortex.com for updates on the podcast. If you get any value out of the podcast, why not consider putting some value back into it? You can do that. By clicking on our Patreon link and consider supporting us. And if you can would, consider uh, giving us a five-star review wherever you subscribe to this podcast. That helps bump us up in the ratings, and recommendations, and, of course, join in on the conversation in our listeners' forum on Facebook.
2: Which we had a very interesting comment in uh, regards to these stories and uh, kind of the—when uh, we were discussing the— um, nature of uh, whether or not the, the, the War Master was the protagonist or the antagonist and how we should have referred to him. Um, so if you, if you haven't been over there, make sure you go and check it out because it was it was some, some, some great discussion going on there. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, guys, that's going to do it for this week. Until next week, I'm Glenn.
2: I'm Sean. No, I'm Keith.
0: Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. Thanks for listening.